Are there hard times? Yes. You know, marriage is a bit of a crucible, you know, that, you know, it, it's important f for couples to not give up before they grow up. Hey, you've tuned in to the Happily Married in Love podcast with Michael. And sure. And so this week we're talking about it's not just a piece of paper. Right. We're talking about matrimony. We're talking about standing before the priest or the pastor and getting married. Tying the knot. Right. Right. So instead of just um, living together, we're actually talking about the benefits of actually being married and enjoying the marital relationship with mm -hmm. one another. This actually is a uh, rebroadcast of a previous podcast, but we thought it would be really good just again to share the benefits of marital relationship. Amen. So here we go. Right. You know, where I've, I've heard and you've heard people just say, well, you know, why are you getting married? Well, it's just a piece of paper. It's or, not. Yeah, it's more than that. Yes, it is. You know, people just say, well, my mom or her mom wants us to get married. You know, they're pressing me on this. You know, it ain't nothing but a piece of paper. But in this, because marriage really is more than just a piece of paper and just two people coming together. We're assuming that our audience listeners have some faith or belief in God. And actually, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping people who don't are listening, too, because, mm -hmm. you know, we'd like to speak to you as well. But we've got to go back to a source of truth. We're not looking at a, um, a situational truth, but we're looking at a truth that's that's timeless, that's there. And that's going to go back to the book of Genesis. Right. Because that sets the there's something in the Bible called the law of first mention mm -hmm. that we see in Genesis where was God's original plan. So God was the one that implemented marriage. Correct. You know, Adam was kicking it around in the garden, you know, taking care of the garden, naming animals, doing all that. But he didn't have anybody for himself. Right. So God saw him and said, oh, man, I can't have him by himself. I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. He said it's not good for him to be alone. I got to give him somebody like him because all the animals, you know, there was a lion and a lioness. <laughs> there was a monkey and a monkey ass. <laughs> There's no such thing as a monkey ass. <laughs> you, know? you know what I right. mean? Right. But there was, a, there was a male and female mm -hmm. that, that complemented each other, and they, they both brought something to the table. Mm -hmm. So with that, we're going to look at, there's, we encourage you to look through the Bible. There's a lot of scriptures where you see that God, God's view of marriage. He implemented it, and he supports it. And he, and you know, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Tell you what, why don't you read a few of those scriptures, and we've got some other ones we want to talk through, and then we'll talk about some of the benefits. All right. It says that God created man in his own image, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Wow. So you see, he started it. That comes from Genesis 1, right? 1, 27 and 28. Mm -hmm. So marriage is a basic social institution that has been around for as far back as we have historical records either in a secular sources or in the Bible, mm -hmm. although it has taken different forms at different times in different cultures. Right. So, yes, by the uh, marriage has been around for a very long time. No, it's interesting. Even, like you said, even from um, a secular or even a sacred standpoint, um, tribes and nations and ethnicities all have their form of a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, where there's a husband and a wife. Right. 
and whatever they call it or however they go about their process or their ceremony, mm-hmm. you know, but they do that. Right. So we see that's a God-given thing. Slavery times, they jumped the broom, so to speak. Yeah, they were still getting married, though. You know, they jumped the broom. I still don't fully know what that means, jumping mm-hmm. the broom. You know? Right. <laughs> I remember you wanted to jump the broom in our wedding. <laughs> and there were certain people who was running the wedding. He was like, no. <laughs> I was like, whose wedding is it? <laughs> I'm digressing here. So, so I'll, keep, I'll keep going. Yeah. The Bible goes on to say that after God created Eve, he brought her to the man. And Adam said, now, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Mm-hmm. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. He started this. Mm-hmm. As I told you before, there was no mother and father, but God was his father. So I assume his God was his mother. Or at least he was his father. So we guess we can't really say it was his mother. But well, I mean, he, but but you know, when he pulled Eve out, he pulled that 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 nurturing, mothering portion and placed it in her, which the two of them together would reflect the nature of God. That dual, if I can use that term and still be doctrinally correct, that that duality or dual nature of God, where He's got the masculine and the feminine at the same time, and they're both in perfect balance in Him. Mm-hmm. But He split them out because Eve came out of His side. Right. You, know, you see the first place of anesthesia, he puts him to sleep, <laughs> takes a piece of his rib or, right. you know, the original language said, took take a piece of him. Right. You know, we always talk about the one rib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he made, he built the woman out of him. Mm-hmm. So he, she, he pulled out the separate parts so the two could complement. She had stuff that he no longer had any. So they needed each other. Right. Um, and it, it says that a woman is actually a, 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 a man with a womb. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but that's how God created us. We have a womb. Mm-hmm. The man does not have a womb, but we do. So, mm-hmm. therefore, we're called woman. Right. And there's great benefit that because of that incubation nature, that's where, you know, a, a husband can, like, share a vision for his wife and family. And she can incubate that thing. And she sees other parts of it and say, hey, here's how we can make it work. Right. Which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but the two become in one flesh. You know, people obviously, you know, focus on the body part of it. But, you know, just, you know, being married and being and being in that one flesh, begin to think alike. You can know what your spouse is thinking without even saying words. You know, we were having a conversation of, you know, in our early years as we were developing, we got to the point where you could be across the room. And we could look at each other, not even say a word, but we knew exactly what was being said. Right. Yeah. Until people peep, peeped us out. It's <laughs> like, man, you guys can talk just like looking at each other. You mm-hmm. say, yeah, we, we yeah. knew. Yeah. You know? And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. I think we still do that to a certain point. I think so. You know you know me, and I know you. Yeah, it's true. Right. So when Pamati yeah. says something about you, then I'm like, oh, Mike's not going to go for that. <laughs> or like right. somebody says something to Mike and... Vice versa, same thing. But you know, the fun thing is, like, if we're in a group and somebody does something and we're across the room, we could just look at each other and we have that same reaction to what they they said or what mm-hmm. they did or right. what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. But that's a good thing. That's how they become flesh. So, what else? You got another scripture. Um, and Mark, this this scripture here talks about God instituted marriage and gives it his gives it his blessing. 
it says, but from the beginning, God created male and female. And then it talks about, for this reason, a man shall leave his parents and be wedded to his wife. Mm -hmm. And the husband and wife will be joined as one flesh. And after that, they no longer exist as two, but one. So there you have it. What God has joined together, no one has the right to split apart. Now, for those who may have gone through a divorce, gone through a painful separation, you know, we understand that, mm -hmm. you know, and he's not saying you should live in something where you, your health and safety is being affected. We're not saying that at all. But, you know, because um, even in, in Jesus' day, when the religious leaders came to him, you know, talking about putting away the divorce, they had a habit of if they didn't like the wife, he would he would have her go do something that would break the law so he can call her unclean and then he can divorce her. Wow. You know, and then that's what Jesus said, because of the hardness of your heart. Moses allowed you guys to put away your wife, mm. you know, but again, God's ultimate plan was that a husband and wife get together. Now, again, that doesn't mean we're trying to be insensitive to those who may have had difficult situations and they found themselves divorced. Mm -hmm. Divorce is hard and we understand that and we're not saying that. But what, what we are saying is God's original plan is that the two should become one. Right, right. So it you really take a long look during the relationship time, during the courting times, that this is who God has called you to be with. Really take a long look at that and pray and make sure this is it because basically it's supposed to be a long time commitment when you two get together, not let's try this out and then if it doesn't work, boom, break up. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what the whole cohabitation thing is, that so many people today are not getting married because one, They've seen a lot of marriages break up and they go through a divorce and they don't want to experience that. I get that, you know, mm -hmm. but at the same time, just because people go out there and have accidents in cars, I'm not going to stop driving my car, you know, or people think that, you know, cohabitate, we're going to test this out and see if it works. Mm -hmm. The problem with that, and, and again, I get that, but the problem with that is you, you're laying a, even a subconscious foundation that well i can just i can leave it any time if it doesn't work we split no big deal mm -hmm. but no at that at that point you you're building soul ties i mean that it feels like a divorce when people separate like that and they they start showing evidence and studies that even cohabitating couples that don't stay together they they suffer depression they, they suffer the same effects as a divorce mm -hmm. and then those that do get married they're less likely to be as successful as someone who didn't do the cohabitation and just got married out. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean a person can't be successful, but there's a higher rate of failure. Right. In that. Right. I, I do have a scripture that talks about commitment. Okay. In the Amplified and uh, Ecclesiastes 9 and 9 says, Live joyfully with the wife whom, God, whom you love all the days of your vain life. <laughs> which <laughs> That's encouraging. He has given you under the sun. Mm -hmm. All the days of futility for that is your portion in this life and in your work at which you toil under the sun. So that this this is talking about. Uh, marriage is a lifelong commitment. Mm -hmm. And then also he started out, he said, live joyfully, joyfully, joyfully. Yeah. And that's something you got to do. 
That's something you worked at. That's one reason we got a podcast. There's other podcasts out there to help people develop a, a joyfulness in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. He wrote that to the man. He said, live joyfully with your wife. Right. You know, didn't say wives live joyfully with your husband. <laughs> you know, especially at the time he wrote it, it was a male-dominated society. Right. And we, we know that some men can be pretty ornery. Yeah. That's, yeah, like everybody. Right. <laughs> it can't be. It just depends on the personality. But, but in God, we can have a joyful marriage. That's true. You can. You really can. And it, it takes work. You know, and those who, you know, maybe there's couples listen to us who, who've gone through it and they, they identify with it. And then they can help other people and say, mm-hmm. yeah, you can do it. Are there higher times? Yes. You know, marriage is a bit of a crucible, you know, that, you know, it, it's important for for couples to not give up before they grow up. Mm-hmm. Because in the institution of marriage, God uses that very often to help us grow up, become better persons of what, what we're supposed to, you know, be better, better. I know we have. Yeah, I was about to ask you, you know, how much better have you gotten? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've grown up. I, yeah. we've, I felt like a little kid when we first got married, but... Man, we was young. 32 years we have really grown. Yeah, we were little kids. I think by the time we were married for uh, 10 years or 10 20 years, years I just I felt like, wow, years. it's like, you know, 20 years into this, it was like maturing and growing up. Yeah, by that point, you weathered quite a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of grow together and you're just like, wow. Yeah, so now, you know, at the 30-year mark, We've learned quite a lot about each other mm-hmm. and just about life. So, yeah, it's a mature, mm-hmm. maturing thing. But we set our foundation going back to Genesis that God implemented marriage. We're going to honor the marriage. And even from Hebrews chapter 13, from the Passion Translation, it reads, Honor the sanctity of marriage and keep your vows of purity to one another. For God will judge sexual immorality in any form, whether single or married. You know, the King James Version, most people know it says um, marriage is honorable, those type of things. Whereas when we looked at it, like he said here, the sanctity of marriage, that's helped us where we said that, you know, marriage is more than just a legal agreement. It's more than just being recognized in the state. It really is a, a, a sanctum, you know, God given. There's sanctity to it. So mm-hmm. that's important. Do you have another one? Another point is husbands and wives should be bonded together with a similarity of belief, goals, and objectives. Mm-hmm. And the scripture is 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not mismatch alliances with them or come under a different yoke with them inconsistent with your faith. Faith. For what partnership has right living and right standing with God with iniquity and lawlessness? Or how can light have fellowship with darkness? And that's the Amplified. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's so that's good. talking about being, mm-hmm. having same goals or similar beliefs. It's a similar beliefs, goals, and objectives in marriage. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe we, you know, uh, an atheist would marry a, you know, Pentecostal woman. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little out of balance. Even there. though we've heard about it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's happened. It's, it's happened, but it seemed like it would be kind of tough to me. Oh, yeah. Or a Hindu marry a 
I don't a know. Catholic. Catholic, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but people do it. Mm-hmm. We've heard stories and they do it. You know? You know, I think one of the hardest ones would be a Muslim and a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends again where the culture and where they came from, the country of origin, all of that comes in. You know, that could be life and death, literally. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody out there if they if they want to give their example, they can give us feedback on our pod, on our podcast on Facebook, but I don't have any examples, so I'm just yeah, I'm just I'm kind of just throwing it out there. Yeah, but it works. It can people make it work. You know, so let's talk about some of the benefits of being married. You know, some of the studies are showing even in a survey-based study in the psychology of social, excuse me, journal of sociology revealed that married respondents experience per person net worth increases of 77% over single respondents. Wow. Which really means married people typically gain significantly more wealth than divorced people, Mm. which is normal. I mean, well, divorce typically break can almost bankrupt people, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So staying together is really, is really, (laughs) what's the old saying, but it's cheaper to keep. (laughs) 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 You know, there are some tax benefits. I've heard of people, you know, uh, the marriage penalty. There, There is some of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's getting better. You know, that's something people would have to understand. But, you know, married filing jointly in some cases can lower a tax bracket. There are some other situations where, you know, people can get penalized if they get married. Especially if they've got a previous, they got a deceased spouse's pension or, you know, something like that. So it depends on each person there. But I, I would say I wouldn't let that forbid them or be a, a hindrance to them from following God's blessing. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, yeah, you could save the tax benefit, but if you want on the other side God's blessing, and especially we read, you know, where, you know, you don't want to be under the judgment of God. Right. You know, that, that, for me, that outweighs it. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of health benefits, you know, as I was doing some of the studying on this, you know, that a lot of companies will cover a spouse. And some companies even reach out and they say, if you're a live-in partner, they've extended benefits to them in the more recent years. But even I was thinking about same-sex marriages. That was one reason they pushed it through was the fact that there's a benefit, health benefits of a recognized spouse. You know, if a person's got coverage to their company and they've got, and they're getting spouse coverage, they're same-sex married. They're, that's their spouse, so they get covered. Whereas before, they didn't, you know. But I'm just saying that there, there's a benefit there, mm-hmm. you know, that you get health benefits. Um, even if you're not working full-time, you know, depends on that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's cheaper, especially if you've got two, you know, an individual policy. Sometimes it's more expensive than just a family plan. Mm-hmm. But again, that, you know, that can go up and down. Right. Married people typically have lower stress. Right. Unless you have, like you said, the, the Grinch in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Your stress could be higher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, it, just, it depends. But, you know, again, the University of Chicago did a study suggesting that married people in long-term committed relationships, okay, mm-hmm. have less dramatic responses to psychological stress. True. You know, they... They've they've worked it out. They've got somebody in their corner that they know is going to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And married couples are less likely to be depressed, right? Because again, they they can work it out. They've got somebody there. 
you know, it, you know, being alone, you know, I was even thinking about prisoners, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes in prison, some of when someone acts up, some of the worst thing they do to them is they put them in solitary confinement. Right. Is you know, cause humans are wired for interaction. Mm -hmm. And so definitely being in a, in a loving, committed relationship with someone, mm -hmm. it overall has better health for you. You know, another study said that single people in their twenties, single people, are more likely to drink to excess, be depressed, and report lower levels of satisfaction with their lives. Wow. Compared to married twenty somethings. Mm -hmm. You know? You know, and those that you know do the bar scene and the, the club scene, you know, that you know, that's why. Mm -hmm. You know. But also married people are less likely to be risky. That's why young men, if they get married, <laughs> their insurance rates go down. Mm-hmm. I remember, even though I had a fairly good record, when I got married, I was like, oh, man, I got a marriage benefit. My rates went down significantly. That's right. You quit doing all that backwards driving in 35 miles an hour. Okay, see, we weren't supposed to be talking about uh -huh. that. See, see. See, also that your spouse can say, hey, are you looking at your speed or why are you going backwards at this fast rate? Just a little nudge to your spouse there because they might have, you know, back in the day. My... You know, there are trauma studies that are out right now. It mm -hmm. sounds like, you know, yeah. You, yeah. you got some trauma going uh -huh. on. That, you know, this man from Cleveland. We can, we can hook you up, you know, with, you know, with uh -huh. vines. Uh -huh. Okay. Because <laughs> it was one time. Okay. All right. Oh, that was enough. It, it was 20 yards. I had to go back up. So, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But you're here today. Yes, there was I no am. accident. Yes, I, good yes I am. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this. Let's get back. All right, also they found that married couples typically have better outcomes after major surgery. They got someone there to help. Well, again, this is the ideal situation. Mm -hmm. If you're there, your spouse is there to help. But people who underwent heart surgery were three times more likely than unmarried people to still be alive 15 years later. Mm -hmm. Wow, I mean, that, that is serious there. You know, there's other health um, um, events that they go through. Also, you know, typically people live longer, mm -hmm. which is really good that, you know, living with a partner um, lowered the mortality rate for men by 80 percent. Wow. And women by 59 percent. Mm -hmm. But but notice something, though, because people say, well, is there a difference? You know, if, if it's marriage to cohabitation, they're the same. No. Mm -hmm. Some of the research from even UC and also Michigan State shows that marriage over cohabitation generally leads to a, a longer lifespan. Mm -hmm. Cohabitation alone doesn't just do it. So, you know, there there's some, some benefits there to, again, that marriage, that commitment level, mm -hmm. you know. Now, some of the financial benefits of, you know, um, even the IRA, you know, because of a, you know, if a, you have a deceased spouse, you can roll their IRA over to yours. Mm -hmm. You know, but again, it's the spouse. Now, one of the caveats, you got to file jointly to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, Social Security benefits, you know, being a spouse. Now, keep in mind, you have to be either 62 years old or you could be at any age, but you're caring for a child who can receive benefits. And that child's younger than 16 years old or is disabled. But you have to be also um, married for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know, there's and there's different rules, different states, depending on how you do it. But there's a benefit to Social, social Security there. Mm -hmm. You know, those are some of the financial things. Inheritance. Um, married spouse 
takes first place over other next of kin mm-hmm. type of things. But, you know, if they're cohabitating, they're not married. Right. It's not legal. You know, if there's inheritance, that person may may miss out. Right. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, that'd be kind of messed up. You know, uh, we talked about longer life, less, you know. Also, increased serotonin. Serotonin is, is one of the hormones that your, your body naturally um, secretes. It's a natural antidepressant. And they found that another ma- major mood booster is the frequent exposure to serotonin and testosterone that married couples can experience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was thinking about that. <laughs> Focus on the family, which she was talking about, you know, during sex. There's even serotonin that the men gets that mm-hmm. released in the men that helps calm them down. Mm-hmm. So she was saying hey, some of these men need to be serotoninized. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, is, you know, coming home from a long day at work, having a partner there, um, you know, just one couples, you know, obviously there's intimacy that's going on. Um, but even just being there, being there mm-hmm. for the person you know those are some of the benefits to being married so it, it's it's more than like i said than just a piece, piece of, of paper. paper right right um you know you kind of feel sorry for people who who have that mentality that oh it's just a piece of paper so that kind of sets up a foundation that they they feel at any point i, I can send this thing and just move on mm-hmm. don't realize there's there's a whole lot more that goes on and there's no way we're going to be able to cover this in the full time is just the the physiological changes that go on between married couples. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of benefits, a lot of good benefits to mm-hmm. being married, mm-hmm. and really valuing marriage. Right. That's something that's a that's a takeaway. Right. Value marriage today. Mm-hmm. And it really is a blessing from God. You know, people who you know they want to you know get blessed by God and do the things, but you got to do things His way. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing things his way, you know, right? It's gonna be hard to be blessed. Mm-hmm. You can't have the blessing. That's right. You know, but marriage really is good. It is. Yeah. And then the time that we're in now, it's even better. At least. Why you say that? I'm just saying in this this crisis time of the coronavirus and this pandemic that we're in, married couples should really become closer and bond. And know that it's more than just a piece of paper. Right. I think so. Oh, it'll test them. You know, when you got somebody who's there 24-7 or working from home, you know, Mm -hmm. it'd be a great opportunity for them to develop, you know. Yeah, I'm very thankful for marriage, for the years that we've been together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. It has. But you got to work at it. Right. That's what couples have to do. You know, and having a good foundation makes a difference. It does. That's why we're here today. Yeah, you talk about the pandemic as people are locked up. (laughs) (laughs) Some people need it. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. So you make the best of it. You know, get to know one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they've been, you know, two ships passing so much that they take time now to say, wait a minute, you know, let's go do something together. What can we do together? Right. You know. Now, again, that assumes that their schedules, you know, people may still have to go to work and they may still be doing that. But it'd be great to take time out for one another, you know, not the kids, not work, 
not church, not talk about all the other things, but talk about them and help them develop. Mm-hmm. I know there's testimonies out there of couples who did not take time for each other that are now taking time for each other and benefiting mm-hmm. and saying, thank God, even in this time of crisis, mm-hmm. I got to know my spouse again. Right. You know, as we talk about relationships, it is so important that each individual person has developed a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quoting somebody. I don't know, even know who originally came up with it, but they said the best gift you can give your spouse is a full commitment to Christ. Mm-hmm. And it really does make a difference. I know people are different places, different faiths. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping people who listen to this who don't have a real relationship with God, but this spurs them on. Mm-hmm. But that first of all relationship with him, because if I'm in a good relationship with him, I'm going to be in a good relationship with you. Right. Because you don't have a, 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 a fully erected cross. It's both horizontal and vertical. Mm-hmm. So as that's, I'm in good shape with him, I'm in good shape with you. Right. And vice versa. Correct. So if you start acting up, I'm like, okay, you must be out with it. <laughs> or, okay. You know, uh-huh. or if I'm acting up. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. it's like, where you at? Yeah. <laughs> so. Having a relationship with the father is the best relationship right. first, is what right. we're saying. Right. We love him, and he loves us back, and we love each other even better. And then, you know, even the Bible gives the the picture of christ and his church as a bride mm-hmm. right and groom you know is it, some of his parables he talked about the bridegroom you know and so <laughs> oh man you got some some nice music in the back <laughs> it happens yes but you know um you know it would be great as marriages on the earth really reflect christ and his church and what that's supposed to look like Mm-hmm. Wow. Then people will really want to get married. So that's our hope. You know, hopefully what we've shared today is really helping you guys. And you got anything else? I have nothing besides I'm just thankful for today. I'm thankful for the listeners who are here, who listen to our program. And God's going to bless you. He's going to keep you. He's going to make his face to shine on you today. Be gracious to you. Be gracious unto you. And be peace. What if we, have, we serve a great God. Okay. A loving Father. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope that you enjoyed that podcast and got a lot out of it. Hey, we would enjoy you to send us questions or comments to our email. And that email is happily married lowercase n love at gmail.com and then also you can pick us up on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and other places where you listen to your podcast Mm -hmm. so until next time this is michael and sherry with the happily married and love podcast until next time peace. peace